You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. I hope everything is going well with you guys. I am having an amazing day. I spent the weekend in Chicago. Now, you know, for me to come to Chicago, it's got to be something rare. Um, My daughter's birthday weekend. And um, even though it was freezing for the first couple of days when I got here, it was still well worth the visit. Um, It's a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live here again. Uh, I got to stay in their beautiful home. But the most important thing is I got a chance to celebrate my daughter in real time with her friends, with her family. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful weekend. I was talking to her fiance because I was just reflecting on her life and on my journey as a mother. And I said something to him that was probably a little bit shocking. And I said, you know, I was thinking about this and I said, we really didn't need her father now, I know some of y'all are going to be like, you know, every child needs their father. They need a two-parent home and that kind of a thing. But I can remember um, when I was taking her dad to court for child support. She was way young, like maybe two, if that. And I can remember God telling me, like, don't do not do this. Don't, don't take this action because um, she's mine and everything that you need for her will be provided. And I was like, this couldn't be God. This got to be the other guy because he's her dad and blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole rhetoric. And when I went to court, they actually threw out the case because a long story less long, my aunt had moved to Ohio and forwarded the family mail. And they said, you don't live in Chicago, so we can't take the case. So the thing that God told me not to do, by the end of the day, it was undone. And so, of course, I could have gone and filed again, but I was like, okay, maybe I'm on to something here. Now, do y'all know that this girl has never, ever wanted for anything? Never, never. Now, the difficult part of her father being in her life, what I think was the inconsistency, the broken promises. You know, I think it would have been so much easier if he just stayed away altogether. And that wasn't my call. I never tried to keep her away from her dad. I'm just telling you in retrospect, I believe that his assignment in her life was done when she got into the earth realm. We don't have, well, I can't speak for her. um, And I'm not saying that she does. I don't have any will towards her dad. In fact, I have a, a deep compassion and sometimes sadness towards her father. And so there's no hard feelings, but I realized that that was his role in my life, was to give me the the seed for this beautiful, beautiful baby. And that was the extent of it. I I do believe that children need a myriad of people um, around them to, to comprise their village. And ours was just really unorthodox and untraditional and entrusting God. And even when it was difficult and it was very, very difficult, he kept his promise. So 
Happy 26th to my baby. She's evolved into an incredible young woman, not just because of what she does, not that, but just who she is as a a human being. So I'm super, super thankful um, to be her mom. The other part of that is I got a chance to see my kids. She always says, I think I have so many children, like like her friends and her sister and my godson. Like, I just love when I say kids, I'm saying like, I just, I've always loved children and I just love them. Like I could mother them as if they're my own. That's that's really um, just who I am. And I just love just seeing them, just being in the midst of them, you know, just loving on them, just listening to them, just offering some unsolicited advice. No, they, they ask, but I'm just saying like, I just also feel like that was a part of my purpose in the world. And it bewilders me sometimes when people that are my age, they they still don't know what they're put here to do. And I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know how I could live like that or if I could live like that. I'm just like, what comes as natural to you is breathing, do that. Like what comes as natural to you is, is breathing because your purpose shouldn't be a struggle. And so when I'm in the midst of people, whether it's my children, whether it's my clients or whatever, like being a vessel of wisdom, of insight, of perspective, a safe space, it feels just as natural to me as breathing. And so I'm not forcing myself to do that. And so it's just the thing that I came here to do. It's the thing that God gave me to do. And so... I always say, like, why spend your life trying to figure out what it is that you were you were here for when it's when it's you can just tap in and figure that out. Speaking of which, I was really saddened to learn of Tracy Braxton's passing from esophageal cancer. And that was that was deeply saddening to me. And because she was only 50, soon to be 51, people always say, you know, people say, oh, my God, life is just so short. Love your people. Live your life. We hear that over and over and over again. But I think it's because we categorize life to say in our minds this is considered a short life or this is considered a long life. So if you live to 90, you lived a long, full life. But somebody that lives to 40 could have fulfilled their purpose in those 40 years. And so I think that because we don't know how long we have, we could just live life each and every day. Like I'm not waiting until I'm no longer here for my legacy to be lived, right? I'm, I'm going to make changes in the lives of people every day that I have breath and every chance that I get, I'm just going to just give myself away. You know, I talked about boundaries before on one of the podcasts, but you know, one of the things that I realized is that we have such a difficult time saying no to people or not opting into things or doing things when we don't want to do it and when it's just not in our hearts to do. And a a lot of times we say, well, I don't want to hurt the other person's feelings or I don't want to, you know, create friction in this relationship. But the truth is a lot of times we don't want to deal with our own feelings. We don't want to deal with the sense of guilt or loyalty or whatever it is that we feel by saying no. But no is one of the most freeing things that you can say to people. No, no, I cannot. I will not. I don't want to. I don't want that. No. People can handle your no. They might push back on your no. No will bring out the manipulators. 
in the manipulative parts of people. But man, 10 toes down and stand your ground. No will bring, bring that all out of people, but your no is your no. And even if people get upset, they will live. They will really be okay. The question is, can you handle people being disappointed with you? Because if you can't, then you know what you're going to find yourself doing? You're not going to say no to people, but you're going to be lying. You're going to be constantly coming up with excuses, trying to give explanations about why you can't do something just because you couldn't muster up the courage to say no, right? And a lot of times, the closer the relationship, the more challenging it is because the greater the expectation is. I can remember when I was telling my mom, no, my mom would always volunteer me for something and volunteer me to help. Um, somebody to do something. And I said, Mom, I would really appreciate it if you stopped volunteering me for things without consulting me. And so she was like, okay, we'll just do this one last thing. And I said, no. She said, but I, but basically she had already told the person that, that that would help. That's not my fault. And that's not my responsibility, but no. And she said, I don't like the person that you're becoming. I can understand that. I can appreciate that but I'm not doing it. The answer is no. And, and and we really went through a phase where it was just like, how could you be so cold hearted? How could you not help people? Because I come to understand boundaries around my time, boundaries around access to me. And the reason why I can give myself away, the reason why I can create safe spaces for people, the reason why I can show up and impact lives in the way that I do is because I know how to protect my time, my energy, my attention. And I can say, and I say no to enough things so that it's preserved and reserved for the things that are the most important. And so Nobody else is going to run my life with their requests, with their demands, with their expectations. No, sorry, not sorry. And if you don't do that, I'm telling you, a lot of times you'll just deal with this sense of angst around certain people and certain relationships. It could be work, it could be personal, it could be anything. Just say no. Hell, see what happens. Let the fallout happen. People let let people deal with it. Eventually, people gonna stop asking. If 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 it's important enough to them, um, the relationship is important enough to them, they will respect your boundary. If not, then guess what? They, they will move on and either is really okay. Um, that being said, I was talking to my son about another thing about when people have the perception of you, quote unquote, being successful or of you having made it, that sometimes you have to mm, diminish that or act as if maybe you don't have it because then there's this expectation on you to be the person to foot the bills and do this and do that. And I was like, I was just looking at him and I said, absolutely not. Um, And I went through a phase like that where I would shy away from sharing certain things and certain successes because in conversations with certain people, the next thing was going to be, could you give me this or could you send me some money? And I felt like, well, you, you're trying to pimp my, you, you're trying to pimp my, my progress over here. That's what it felt like. It felt like a sense of entitlement. And I don't owe anybody anything for any of my successes. Does that mean that people haven't helped me? Absolutely not. I have been helped by so many people and I'm so grateful and thankful for that. But I don't owe anybody anything and I will not allow people to make me feel guilty um, as if I owe them something. 
Now, generosity is a huge value of mine, and I give, and I give liberally, and I give from my heart. And when I do give anything, time, money, energy, attention, gifts, resources, it is sincere and it is heartfelt. But nobody is going to um, make me feel as if I'm obligated or as if I owe them something or because maybe I'm doing better than somebody that this is my responsibility. And so a lot of those codependent family dynamics and friendship dynamics have people feeling that way. And I'm just saying, free yourself. Free yourself from other people's expectations. Listen, I'm not downplaying anything. I'm not diminishing anything. But again, I will say no. I will say absolutely not. And when people... One thing people will know about me, will come to learn about me, is that when my heart is in something, it's in it and it's all the way in it. When my heart is not in it, it ain't there. And so you will know by the energy that you get from me if my heart is in it or not. I don't I don't play games to be like, oh, my, this is really a no, but it's going to be a yes. No, I'm in it or I'm not. That's really who I am. And so you will know where I'm coming from. And so when I do something for people, with people, it's really deeply heartfelt and sincere. And when I say no, I, I'm, it's it's no. And I don't and I don't feel guilty about that. Now, if y'all on the life is too short bandwagon. Life is too short for you to orient your life around people and people's expectations and people's plans for your money and your resources and your accomplishments. No, absolutely not. Like you you figure your stuff out for yourself. Like that is not anybody else's responsibility to take care of you just because they've made it to do X, Y, or Z for you. No, people, people really have a sense of entitlement. Again, the closer relationship the closer the relationship, the more people have that sense of entitlement. I can remember last year my mom making a statement at my aunt's wedding. She was she was talking to my daughter and she said, basically she said something like, what do you think I've done so much for you and your mother for? And she was like, because I was waiting on y'all to make it. And I'm like, wrong answer. That's almost like me saying everything that I've poured into Asia, everything that I've done as a parent, everything that I've, you know, I wanted to set her up to make sure she had great credit, to make sure that she was prepared for financial success. Then when she gets there, I'm like, now let me kick back because now is your turn to take care of me. Your turn to take care of me, or you owe me for that. You don't owe me for anything because I brought you here. You didn't bring me here. Should you choose to do those things? Thank you. I'm grateful. But my life has not lived vicariously through you. I'm not sitting around waiting on you to make it so that you can take care of me. And and now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with taking care of our parents and honoring our parents in that way. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that that expectation, that sense of entitlement, that don't sit well with me. And so whatever my daughter accomplishes with her life, she does not owe me anything because what it is that I want to see and have and and do and be in my own life, I'm responsible for that. And I have my own plans for that. I'm not sitting around waiting on Asia to strike gold so that I can just kick my feet up and rest on my ass. No, that's, that's just not my approach. The Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. A good man thinks generationally. And so I'm more focused on what I put into my daughter, how I can impact her life while I'm yet alive, you know, um, thinking about my my grandchildren, thinking about my my legacy 
that I may or may not see depending on when she chooses to have children. So my mind is really more focused on what I can impart into her, what example I can leave for her, you know, how I can pour into her the wisdom that I can share with her and her life so that lives on beyond me. I'm not looking for her to give something to me. My mind just doesn't work like that. And so there's no pressure. She can share all of her successes. And I'm like, great, go for it. And and, and quite honestly, I want her to be so much greater than me. You know, do you know that sometimes there is a thing that comes up in families where it can be mother and mother, it can be father and son, where there is actually, and I've seen it so many times, where there's this underlying sense of jealousy when the child starts to do better than the parent. And let me tell y'all something. A lot of people don't even know that psychologically people can feel a sense of betrayal, like they are betraying their parents or their loved ones when they are the ones who are doing so much better financially. Like they they don't think like anybody else in the family and they've done so much better. They can feel like they are betraying them or they can be made to feel like they are betraying them because their, their, their mindsets, their accomplishments, their achievements in life run circles around the parents. Now, listen, I want my kids to run circles around me. I want my kids to do so much better than me. Like I desire that. I will I will pour into that. I will pray for that, right? I, I want that to be the case. I'm not jealous and competing with my kid um, because it's like, oh, I can't I can't let her outdo me because because I'm the mother. Like, are you kidding me? I just don't I'm 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 telling you, like, I see some real toxic and dysfunctional um, things that happen, you know, right in family dynamics, a lot of times that hinders people from just being their best selves. And I'm just saying, you know, Asia, any other any other of my kids that I have an impact in their life, I'm saying go for it, shoot for the the moon, like go for it, give it everything you got. Um, because like, that's that's what you're here for, seriously. And however I can contribute to that, I'm here for it. No apologies necessary. You know, I was listening to an interview with um, Joe Budden and Nicki Minaj, and she was basically saying the same thing, how we, I've heard Nicki say it, I've heard Kanye say it, like, basically people want us to not acknowledge our contributions, our influence, not really share our shine, like, it makes people deeply uncomfortable when we can acknowledge how good we are at something or that I'm I'm successful at this or that I really, you know, I, I really kick ass in this area. It bothers people when you speak well of yourself. My daughter was playing the um the clip from Kanye when when he was talking about he was a god. When people start talking, speaking like that, like I'm a goddess or I'm a god, people get so upset, like, oh my God, God is gonna strike you down because you think more highly of yourself than than you. You ought to, right? And so it's almost like God wants us walking around like we're so humble and we're so lowly and we're peasants and we're still three-fifths of a human. Like, like, like God is glorified when we're still walking around with this slave mentality and we barely have a right to exist. And how dare we, you know, like speak well of ourselves. Now listen, while I believe the principles of the Bible, I don't I don't believe the 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 entirety of the Bible. The entirety of the Bible, like let another man speak well of you and not of yourself. Yeah, to a certain degree. But listen, I'm going to speak well of myself as well, right? It's, it's going to be let another man speak well of me and myself. It's not going to be either or. It's going to be both and. Because if, if I think greatly 
and highly about me and confidently about myself, I do need to speak about that. We've, we've, we've come up in times where it's normal to be self-deprecating. It's normal to speak ill of yourself. It's normal to call yourself things. It's normal to allow your inner critic to just, to just run the show. And your inner critic is usually an inherited critic, somebody who spoke those words to you, and now you're just replaying the tape. So when you get to the place where you unlearn that and you learn to speak words of grace, words of patience, words of affirmation over yourself, words of, you know, things that build you up and not tear you down. Do you think I'm going to sit and wait for another man to speak well of me? Absolutely not. I'm going to do that for myself. So I'm saying we, we, we're still in this place where we're just so caught up in people and people are really not that caught up in you. People are really not that invested enough in you, I should say, for you to be caught up in like what people say about you, what people think about you. Because again, if you go with this whole thing about life is too short, fuck people in, in a nutshell, right? Okay? Like, <laughs> seriously, I'm all for People doing well, being well, living well, whatever it is that they want to do, whatever it is that makes their heart come alive, reaching for that. I don't care how absurd it seems. I don't care how unrealistic it seems to other people. You know, people used to tell me I was out of my mind. I'm just like, I'm out of your mind. I'm, I'm fully within my mind. And I want to say this to visionary people. People have always said, you know, let's just say Kanye is out of his mind, right? People always say, oh, Kanye, like he's out of his mind. That is one visionary man. You, you may feel a certain way about his, his antics and his behavior towards Kim Kardashian and all of the things that's playing out in the public. But um, as it relates to that, I just believe every ass has two cheeks. And just because we only see one side of it played out, it doesn't mean that there is not another side of it. And so... I don't really know the, the fullness of what's happening in that situation, nor do I really care. But what I do know to be the case is that that is a visionary man. And looking at his documentary, the things that he saw years and years and years ago about being a visionary in fashion and doing things with some of the greatest designers in fashion houses, he did all of that when people just saw him as a producer. And so as much as people you know, take jabs at his mental health, that mind of his, that bipolar mind of his was uh, enough to create billions. Some of us don't have nothing wrong with our minds and we can't have, don't have two nickels to rub together. So make that make sense, right? But, but what I was saying is visionary people, you will always see something that other people cannot see. And so you don't want to subject your vision and run your vision by people who are not visionary. A vision, somebody can tell me something and because I'm a visionary person, I'm going to create within my mind. I'm going to co-create like, wow, I, I, I can see the possibility in that, right? Think about the visionary who uh, decided that they were going to bottle water many, many, many years ago. Nobody ever thought that they would be drinking out of bottled water and now it's a thing. And so if you're a visionary person, tap into that vision and go for it. Tap into that vision and create until you see what it is that you created. The thing is, a lot of times you will have to deal with minds that cannot see, that cannot 
Sometimes it's not that people don't want to. They cannot see what you see because that vision was given to you. And so in protecting your vision and protecting your sanity, some things you just aren't able to share with people because they can't see it. And because it is not, you're not fully persuaded in your own mind about it yet, a lot of times people can talk you right out of vision just because it doesn't make sense. And so that is why a lot of times I will be doing something or working on something or I will make a decision first and then share it because I understand that what I see other people can't see. I get that. I totally get that. And that's why I really have a deep respect for visionaries. I have a deep respect for people who see things that other people can't see, who see in their mind's eye and can create. I really have a deep, deep respect for visionaries. Listen, I'm I'm just at this at this space in my life. I just I feel so on the one hand, I feel like I've just scratched the surface and it's just beginning. But on the other hand, I feel like I feel so fulfilled and so content, not because of what I do or or anything that I've done, but I feel so fulfilled and content by just giving my life away. Like I really, really do. When I'm giving, I am at my absolute best. Like that is the highest and best form of service for me, right, is, is in giving. And when I do that, I just... I just open up the world to other people, but I also open up a new world to myself. Like I was telling, um, I was telling somebody, I don't know who, because I talked to so many people, that I was um desiring more money, right? In 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 March. And so my plan was not let me develop this marketing plan. My my plan was let me give away the thing that I desire and start. So I started giving away money. I started giving away money very intentionally, understanding that I reap what I sow, understanding that causes lead to effects. But that seed, what it's going to do, I'm not expecting money to fall out of the sky. But in serving, I know that more opportunities will present themselves for me to create the amounts of money that I desire. So I'm very intentional about giving. Um, Do I just give for the sake of giving? Sure I do, but I also give very, very intentionally and I live by principles. So one of the principles that is largely, largely, largely responsible for my air quotes success is not only my faith, but it's my giving and it's my generosity, not money, not gifts only, time, energy, attention, prayers. You know, I give, I just, I just give. I feel like it's just what I'm here to do. And, you know, there's a rap song that says, spend a check and get it right back. And I feel like just as as quickly as I give, boom, here it is coming back to me. I give again, boom, here it is coming back to me. So it's just like, this 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 beautiful thing of God always confirming like you can't outgive me. You you give it this way and it comes back multiplied. And so it's just such such a beautiful thing. This podcast is a gift. It's 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 a gift from me to you. You don't have to give me anything for me to give the podcast to you. Do you know what I mean? And so if you really want to find your way in the world, man, start giving yourself away. Now, y'all know I'm not talking about not pricing services and all that for business. That is not what I'm saying. So please don't don't take it like that. But I'm saying, start giving yourself away. You know, think about the thing that you want to receive and choose to give it. 
We a lot of times this is a pet peeve of mine is when people ask for something before they've ever added any value because I'm the person that wants to add value before I ever ask for anything. Try that little tip and see how it begins to change your life. Look at your relationships as where you go to give instead of always looking at it as what's in it for me, what's in it for me, what's in it for me. Be the giver, be the initiator, be the sower and give what it is that you want to receive. If you want more love, give more love. If you want more money, give more money, right? If you want more business, whose business can you bless? Like, it's not rocket science, people, but giving, I feel like it's just one of the most honorable and sacred things that you can do is just allow time, energy, attention, wisdom, perspective, insight, money, resources to flow through you into the life of another people, another people, another person or people, because you never know whose lives you're changing or whose life you're changing through your gift. All right. I love each and every one of y'all. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day.